0: This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM.
1: From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School,
0: this is Dr. Dawn on Careers.
2: Welcome to Dr. Don on Careers on Sirius XM Channel 132. I'm Dr. Don Graham. I'm the career director for the executive MBA program at the Wharton School. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book Switchers How Smart Professionals Change Careers and Seize Success. And we are so excited to be back in the studio live, which means it is open calls. All hour long at 844-942-7866. So if it's Thursday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, we are here right now taking your calls on any and all career and job search topics all hour long at 844 844- 942 and of course we have Dion and Dana here who make the show sound great and also make it so much fun each week. So today we'll have lots of news and updates of course the pre-break quiz and we have a fabulous guest joining us today as well. We are thrilled to welcome Brenda Abdullah, who is the founder of Management Momentum which is a company that helps clients navigate career changes, improve leadership skills and remove obstacles in the way of moving forward through coaching workshops, And programs and assessments, Brenda has helped more than 90% of her coaching clients get promoted, land the job they want, or address their core leadership issues. She's also written several books, the latest of which is Outsmarting Crazy Town, a business novel about how derailed professionals can get back on track. And I'm so excited you're here, Brenda. I want to talk about the
3: book. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. And I'm obsessed with your book, Switchers. In my professional opinion, it's exactly the recipe that people need if they really, truly want to switch lanes or industries or careers.
2: Well, thank you so much, friend. I think I think our books sh- should come together, me thank a package you. deal. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that, that
2: should be the package. But your title... Um, Your title, I have to just dive in there, Outsmarting Crazy Town. Like, I mean, that is just such a charged title. I love it. I was attracted to it immediately. Why that title and what exactly is Crazy Town?
3: Well, I got the word from the Urban Dictionary, which is, of course, the best dictionary, the funniest dictionary. But really, I I needed a word or a term to categorize what I was experiencing through my clients in their professional world. So, for example, the you know, person that had been with the company 20 years and was a very high-level manager, his new leader would listen to his calls through the walls. And then she would um, ask him to check all of his emails before he sent them out. He'd been doing this job for 20 years. He was in high-level leadership. So I needed a term for crazy stuff like that, And so um, I decided to call it crazy town, both to help my clients understand that this is not normal behavior. It's not necessarily a reason to leave a company, but I think it does really help us psychologically if we can sort of name that stress. And sometimes in the corporate world or in our roles, there's a bit of a craziness going on either to us personally or within the culture.
2: Yeah, crazy town is just a word that relates to me, especially this year. I think a lot of people are saying yes that 2020 was was the year yes. I learned what crazy town was in my own life. So, yeah. so I love that you picked that title, and I think we can all be be um, drawn into that because we all have a little bit of crazy in our lives and we're trying to sort that out. But, but you've been in the the coaching and consulting and you know executive leadership world for for two decades. And um, what has changed, and especially in light of the last year, I mean, what has changed with clients? What has changed with with the needs of companies? What are they looking for in employees? I mean, I know so much has changed, but um, what are you seeing from your professional lens?
3: Well, I think if you just take the one-year lens, as far as COVID is concerned, things are just slower. I think there is a lot of hiring going on, especially in the professional realm, Uh, It's just that things are taking longer and they're messier. I mean, if, if that is even possible, because they haven't been neat and organized for a long time, but they're, you know, they're messier. Um, You talked on your, your last show about people getting ghosted by employers. Um, I don't think this is uh, some ill will coming from employers. I just think it's kind of a mess over there and, you know, so I think that's what we're seeing as far as COVID, just slower, more awkward, uh, maybe not keeping our promises as well. But then I think if you look at maybe like a 20 year tra- trajectory, things have, ch- things have gotten a lot more complex at work, right? If you think about your parents' generation or even my parents' generation, they never had to deal with anything like VUCA right, which is volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. That's an army term, and it's so useful for today's corporate world, right? Things are so uncertain and volatile. Nobody is expected to have a job for 30 years anymore, which is fantastic. But the, in exchange for that, things are volatile and complex, like dealing with an uh, em- employer or a coworker or peer who's trying to sabotage you. I don't think that's something that most of our parents or other generations had to deal with. And it's kind of a regular thing now. Yeah.
2: Um, among all of the other things that are just making things hard, we've got yes. that, too. 844-942-7866. You're listening to Sirius XM Channel 132 Business Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. And we are live in studio. We are back noon Thursdays, call us 844-942-7866. And we're excited to have a fabulous guest with us today, Brenda Abdill, who's talking about her newest book, Outsmarting a Crazy Town, which is a business novel that that follows a gentleman which I think we could all relate to. As I read this book, I I read it, I just devoured it pretty much in one sitting because I, I just everything about this. Professional, I could relate to. I'm like, yes, 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 and, I, and and then you. The best part about the book, though, is you give us ways to resolve all of this. It wasn't yeah. just this tragic story; it was something we can all relate to. And you give us four steps. And I want to talk about all of that. But um, I, you know, something that w- when you brought up Crazy Town. And I think it's about to get crazier because I was reading something this morning that basically was saying, uh, I think the title of the article was, you're not alone if you're only staying in your job because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's really interesting because... If that's true, and I think it is true for a lot of people that they're just in this wait and see because they've decided either they want to follow their dream and this has been a wake up call or they are seeing their industry is shrinking and they want to be with an organization or with an industry that that is growing. And I think there's a lot of people sort of waiting out this this transition period. And once jobs start coming back, once people are, are opening offices again, I, I think that there is going to be this massive massive transition yeah. of people just saying, okay, I'm updating my resume and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get the job I really want. And so I'm curious if in your business you're starting to see that and what the implications are of that.
3: Absolutely. Uh, what I'm hearing from my clients that are quietly job seeking is that uh, there's no way I'm leaving now because I, have, I can be remote 100%. And my kids are home, or whatever, or like you said, the industry uh, is having some turbulence, and it's no time to make my change. But I agree that once we, that employers should be afraid, because once we go back-ish, I think that there will be a huge exodus uh, of people looking for what they really want to do and you know some people are putting up with some leaders who don't really know how to navigate the virtual leadership element or leaders who are under so much pressure maybe they're in high level HR and you know they're doing 30% more of their own job uh, or they did lay off and they're um, you know distributing redistributing the work as they like to say so yeah I think uh, i I think we're in for a big surge of people wanting to change and move.
2: Do you think companies are realizing this? Because I know a lot of companies, obviously, when this this all started a year ago, were just, let's survive. Let's figure out how to, to get our operations up and running virtually or, or re- Uh, strategize so that we can stay in business but it's been a year and um, you know that that crisis mode should be over for for all companies but I I don't know are they investing in their employees are they understanding that people are just buying their time and and kind of waiting it out until more opportunities are in the job market and they feel a little bit more secure in making a move did the leaders know this?
3: they don't, I think they do know it, but they don't quite know what to do about it. I think initially the first few months it was like, well, they should be glad to have a job because I had to lay off 40 people and I kept these 60 people, right? So they should be happy. But then I think leaders quickly realize, oh my gosh, these people are getting burned out. Uh, they're, you know, they're not getting any affirmation or attention for their good work. Their job has changed, possibly. Uh, so I think they realize it, and I think they're appropriately nervous. I just don't know if they know what to do about it, like how to fix it.
2: I agree. Eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. Hey, are you in that stage of I am just counting my days until the market opens up, and then I plan to go full on job search mode and get a new job, make a big switch? There's research out there that say people are not only making career pivots, they're making wildly, and this is the word used in the survey, wildly big shifts, and and that the pandemic has really awakened this in a lot of people, or unfortunately forced it in a lot of people. So if you're in that if you're in that mode, you're in secret stealth, I am going to get ready to leap. We want to hear from you 844-942-7866 or if you're a leader and you're you're worried about this for your team, we'd also love to hear from you here on SiriusXM 132. 8449427866. So so Brenda, I want to talk about the implications of this for for job seekers because I think there's a couple of different pools of people. People who are, you know, very very happy to have a job and um, you know, there's another pool who are just bored. They just mm-hmm. they're like I don't I don't even dislike my job. I'm just so bored because I haven't been able to go anywhere. I haven't been able to see anyone. And I just want to change for change's sake. And I think I I get that feeling. I totally do. And, And so... I, I don't know that this is the best time to make a big sweeping decision when it just might be for change's sake. So how can somebody discern if if it's really time or if they are, um, you know, just so bored that they want to just get up and move or get up and take a new job and, and just do anything mm-hmm. to break up that
3: monotony? Yeah, I call it busy but bored because, you know, you were still working nine or 10 hours a day, but you're not engaged and super bored. So I think one of the things is that – and this is true for all of us – when you're about to pull the trigger on your marriage or your business partnership or your job, you have to look at the other categories of your life to just make sure – that you're blaming your unhappiness on the right thing. So, for example, we have this very restrictive pandemic. That is an entity that needs to be looked at. But what about how you feel about your health? What about your marriage? Uh, What about your finances? And, And, you know, if you're feeling great in all of these areas, but you hate your job and you're super bored, well, then maybe it's time to start a quiet search. Maybe not the big the big extreme leap and quit abruptly. But uh, most times, we, I find that we have some other areas that we don't want to look at that are deeper and uglier. And so we tend to blame it on work very often.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey, 844-942-7866. We're here with Brenda Abdullah, who is... The author of Outsmarting Crazy Town, a book I love that I think everybody who is a working professional can relate to. And, of course, it's open calls if it's Thursday, noon Eastern, 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. And we're going to go to the phones with Angela in California. Welcome to the show. It's on your mind today, Angela.
0: Hi. I was actually just doing kid drop off heading to work, um... And everything that you just said completely resonated with what I am doing right Ooh. now. I'm in that stealth mode at the moment.
2: Ooh, good for you. What do, so what do you do now and what are you looking to do?
0: So I'm the head of HR within the technology industry. And I actually, since COVID hit, wanted to step back and pursue a passion of going, it's still staying within the HR field, but going into the coaching and consulting arena,
2: Oh, nice. So are you going to start your own business or are you going to maybe join a firm as a
0: consultant, Angela? Uh, So I am hoping to join a firm. Um, Right now I work for a, a startup and we've been pretty successful, but we've had massive layoffs. So we've reduced our staff by about 50%. Um, I've worked for larger organizations in the past, so I definitely want to move back to a larger organization where I can collaborate with others on a team. My HR department of five went down to an HR department of one. Wow, and that would be you. (laughs) That would be you. (laughs) Yes, that means... And I'm the housekeeping manager, I help in operations, and um, the marketing director, too. So when you said redistribu- uh, redistribution of jobs, that is exactly what is happening right now. And it's just, it's too much. It's a lifestyle that I can't maintain and be successful in any of those roles if I'm doing so much at one time.
2: And, and I'm sure, Angela, they gave you the salaries for all of those positions, too. So, you know. <laughs> no, actually, yeah. reduction. Yeah, exactly. A rejection. Yeah, yeah. Do more, pay less. Um, we don't understand why you're thinking of leaving. Uh, Brent,
3: right, Brenda, what, what, what comments do you have for Angela? Well, Angela, I would say that HR is super, super hot. It is a very hot segment of all industry right now. And I think that employers are really getting what the value is. So my recommendation would be make sure you're emphasizing the HR element and de emphasizing a little bit. You never want to be you never want to lie, uh, but you don't want your resume to say HR marketing and accounting, right? You want it to say HR.
2: And, and housekeeping.
3: Don't forget housekeeping.
2: housekeeping. <laughs> Angela's is <Angela's laughs> yeah. the CEO of, of how the housekeeping
3: department too. <laughs> Um, yeah, and definitely I love, not
0: on my resume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I love your idea of going into coaching. That is a legitimate direction in the corporate world. You can obtain a certification. Maybe your current employer will even pay for it, because uh, it takes a little while to get it. But there are lots of companies like Ernst and Young who have a coaching team in house. You might have to, and this is the advice from switchers, you might have to hop over to a company in HR without being a designated coach in order to work your way up. So if your next step could be an organization that has a larger HR function, a larger employee base, you know, kind of earn your keep for a couple years there while you're getting your certification, and then, you know, keep an eye out for organizations that hire and on-staff coach. Google has a huge number. I'm not saying that Google is the target, but just an example, Microsoft, Google, uh, many of the huge companies have an on-staff coaching arm. Yeah, I
2: think, I think there's going to be so many opportunities for you, Angela. Um, I co- totally agree. I have to ask you, though, like, is, is your boss, is your leadership team going to be shocked when you say this? I, I just need to know. <laughs>
0: No, I, I don't think so. Um, we're all pretty stretched thin, and we, we wear mini hats, especially being a startup. It's just no one ever knew it would last uh, for this long, and it, we're trying to keep the company stable, which is fantastic. It's just it, It's really opened a lot of people's eyes of what's most important to you for myself. It's my family. Um, And I'm not able to dedicate my whole self to my job or my family um, because Mm -hmm. of the pressure and the stress right now. So I think it's a great thing about COVID that you can help to find your passion a lot sooner. Um, And I definitely have. I just feel like pretty soon it's time to make the change.
2: Mm-hmm. That's awesome Well we wish you all the best We are certainly rooting for you Angela And we're, we're so happy you decided to stop and call Because I think I think a lot of people Are in this stealth mode And uh, there's going to be a lot of change in the future But our fingers are crossed for you And mm-hmm. we are excited to hear about where you land Thank you so much for giving us a call today Angela Hey 844-942-7866 We're so excited to be live in the studio SiriusXM XM 132 I'm your host Dr. Don Graham You can find out more about me on Twitter at Dr. Don Graham or LinkedIn, of course. If you're going to reach out, send a personalized message so I know where you heard me. Okay. Dion's laughing at me because i'm tripping over my words but i, I um, no, it was
1: there was like a southern accent that came out there I don't, yeah, I didn't and i yeah and, and you're from jersey
2: i know i know well it's better than the jersey accent which we know sneaks out sometimes and, and i, I, love get, the jersey I accent. get slammed for i was like oh there it is there it is yep all right nothing gets by Dion. um Okay, so I have a question, Brenda, that's related to Angela's story and related to what we were talking about right before Angela called, which is this idea that people are looking to leave and uh, maybe some people are bored. Angela's pivot sounds completely doable. Um, She's going to have a lot of opportunities. She has a lot of experience. But in your book, you talk about something called the stress fantasy, (laughs) which I uh, completely relate to because I have lots of them. Um, Can you talk about what this is and what you need to do to kind of discern if this is a a good move for you or if this is just one of those things that kind of help us get through the day?
3: (laughs) Okay. Well, I have to say 100% of my clients have some kind of stress fantasy at the beginning of our time together. A stress fantasy happens when we're super burned out. So I'll give you an example. I had a client who was making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in her huge mergers and acquisitions role. And in her first call with me, she said, I saw someone at the gym vacuuming and I just want to vacuum. Maybe we could find me something for a while where I could just vacuum. That's a stress fantasy, right? She was burned out. She was, she was burned out six months before she called me. And so what happens is that we think about, like, the character in my book wanted to open a canoe shop, a kayak shop, sorry. Or um, I had a call from a, um, a specialized A copyright attorney a couple weeks ago, and she wanted to open a bakery. So there's nothing wrong with making a huge 180 like that in your career, but it's going to cost you two things. It's going to cost you three to five years of time before you learn what you're doing, and it's going to cost you three to five years of trying to get your income back up to where it belongs. So with a stress fantasy, we, we kind of have to, it sounds so good, right? It's like your hand is on a hot stove and you want to take it off that stove because you hate your job and you're burned out or bored or being pushed out or whatever. But if you can fast forward and really think it through, is this, is this really something that I could really pursue and be a success at or does it just sound great do I just need to deal with my burnout or go kayaking more or bake more
2: yeah I I um it's so funny because I totally went through this Uh, I go through it a lot but I I definitely have a a stress fantasy And I'm gonna ask Dion if he knows what it is since you know Dion we've known each other six years now do you know what my stress fantasy is what my ideal job would be
1: your ideal job well no
2: it's not my ideal job it's kind of the make pretend job that you think would
1: uh, uh something to do with halloween
2: oh my god he does he knows me so well i so i started researching in january um how to open a haunted house and there's actually halloween and haunted house conferences that i was like i'm gonna sign up for these and i'm gonna i need to start looking for <laughs> i know see see dion knows me so well this does not surprise him at all Uh, Well,
3: well, there's nothing wrong with it. (laughs) The only time it becomes a stress fantasy is if you quit your job and you are going to try to monetize that. But why not have that as a hobby or a side gig and see what happens?
2: Yeah, no, this is going to be a great haunted house, Brenda. You don't understand. I'm going to have to put my all into it, too. It's going to be all year round. I'm telling you. It's, it's the future. But, um, all right, yeah, I stopped doing that. Damn, what's your stress fantasy. I already know what your stress fantasy is. You want to be the drummer in a band, which is, is something you actually do. So that is not a stretch.
1: Yeah, just like a bigger band.
2: Yeah, a bigger band. That makes more money. famous band. Let's a fam- admit it. famous band.
3: Yeah. So... You know, we all have. What's yours, Brenda? Um, I guess it would be something around just, uh being a chef. Ah. But, you know, it would only have to be like if I did a wedding, I would say to the bride and groom, uh-uh, "Don't give me any input. <laughs> I'll do what I want to do. I'll <laughs> let you know on um, your wedding day what everybody's eating." Yeah. See, there's when the that's stress bends. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's where it all falls apart. Yeah. You know. <laughs> same
2: with the haunted house when you start getting sued because it's too scary that's when it starts to fall apart yeah there's always that fall apart piece i don't see a fall not ap- not,
1: not the fact that it's in the you know summertime
2: no <laughs> that, that
1: that's okay that actually
2: makes it a unique selling point it makes it like a blue ocean strategy because there's not a lot of haunted houses in the summer there are have air conditioning Yes, it will have air conditioning. I've already researched. I know I have to have multiple exits. I know. like I've, I've... <laughs> And because I'm a licensed psychologist. No, this is a good idea. I'm going to put it out see, there. That's,
1: that's what makes it scarier. Yeah. Be, because you're a licensed psychologist. You know
2: what scares people. That's like, what it's going to be real. based on. It's going to be all phobia based. So agoraphobia, huh. arachnophobia. Oh. Yeah. See, it do some serious damage. Exactly,
1: like real damage, and then they'll come to you for help from the haunted See, house.
2: I'm telling you, I've thought through everything. I don't understand why this is such a, a, a crazy idea.
1: Really?
3: <laughs> yeah. No. I don't want to go down as the dream killer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that most people I talk to actually need their income. For example, the woman who wanted to vacuum, she actually needed all of the money that she made. She just didn't want to do what she was doing anymore. And vacuuming sounded really great. So let's
2: let's kind of like untangle that really quickly because
3: um – you know, how
2: do you? What, what point do you start to be able to say, okay, this is just my, my boredom or my burnout, and um, let me kind of step back and regroup? Because that could be really hard to do when, um, if you don't have somebody who's a coach or who's mm-hmm. who's giving you that kind of objective feedback.
3: Well, I think most of us, I think most people, at least that I engage with, are walking around in a state of extreme stress. And I don't think that we put enough emphasis on our mental health and on our stress. So, for example, I don't think in this day and age, if you're a grown-up and you're trying to run your life and you're trying to run your life in COVID, you have to exercise. I don't see how anybody could live without meds if they didn't exercise most days of the week. So I don't think that it's a luxury anymore. I think it's a critical part of our equation for mental health. And so I think that's what, I think we make better decisions. We are able to see opportunity. Our brain is in a great state when we are able to cope with our stress. And the further we get away from that grounded version of ourselves, the more likely we are to make poor decisions.
2: Yeah. And open haunted houses. 844-942-7866. You're listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers. We are so excited to be live in studio taking all of your questions and comments at 844-942-7866, and we have a fantastic guest with us today, Brenda Abdullah, who is the author of many books. We are talking today about her latest outsmarting, Crazy Town, a business novel about how derailed professionals can get back on track. So if that sounds like you and you've got a question around your career or you're thinking 2021 is the year to make a move and wondering when and how you can get started, we want to talk with you, 844-942-7866 on Siri. XM m 132, but we have to go to our pre-break quiz, and Dion's going to really regret saying something to me that he said a few weeks ago. He told me that he's been binging on one of my favorite sitcoms, which is Seinfeld. So I'm thinking that the next few pre-break quizzes have to be about Seinfeld, Dion, since you'll know all the answers.
1: The next few.
2: The next few. I I was thinking all of March, maybe. Okay, I can do that. I've I've pulled a ton of questions, actually. So if you're a Seinfeld fan, you are going to love these. and, And I know Dion wants you to call and participate. All right, so just a couple of facts about, about Seinfeld. There are 180 episodes, and this is an easy question, Dion, because you, you've kind of got like a, a really um, small group of, of answers it could be. But I'm going to give you a bonus question, too, and these are, these are easy. They're going to get progressively harder throughout the month. There, there was one of the main characters who is not in the pilot. Who was not in the pilot? And I'll give you a bonus question. What was the type of pasta that Kramer used to make a statue of, of Jerry? So well, I'll I know give, that one. All right, yeah. See so yeah, so that thought was easy, but um, hey, if you know any of these answers and you want to play along 84-942-7866, but you're listening to Sirius XM 132, and we'll be right back.
0: You're listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers
2: on Business Radio. Hey! Welcome back to Dr. Dawn on Careers on Sirius XM, channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Graham, and I am the author of Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and See Success. We are so thrilled to be back in the studio live at 844-942-7866, so if it's Thursday noon Eastern... We are here taking your career and job search questions all hour long at 844-942-7866. And we have a fantastic guest with us today, Brenda Abdilla, who is the founder of Management Momentum, a company that helps clients navigate career changes, improve leadership skills, and remove obstacles in the way of moving forward. And we're talking about her newest book, Outsmarting a Crazy Town, a business novel about how derailed professionals can get back on track brenda where can people learn more about you your book and the work that you do
3: thank you um outsmarting and that has um, not only information about the book but you can also download some free resources there are some free assessments like the are you ready for a career change quiz as well as signing up for my coaching minute and uh, there's a free ebook called stress less for better success uh, that talks about some of the uh, dealing with stress, like we talked about uh, earlier in your show, and so it's all there at outsmartingcrazytown.com.
2: Fantastic! Hey, if you're looking for a career change this year, or you're just looking to figure out if you are in Crazy Town and how to get out, you definitely want to follow Brenda and take those assessments and follow her work. So, um, I want to I want to dive back into the book, but I. <laughs> yeah I have to do the pre-break quiz first because um, I know Dion's got the answers, and he told me over the break he knows what they are. So let me just repeat the question for those of us who are just tuning in. So we're doing all Seinfeld all March because Dion is now binging on Seinfeld. Well, so I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> there are 180 episodes, so that's fair. Um, who who did not appear in the pilot, Dion? Kramer. Why do you say Kramer?
1: Because I know George was there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Elaine was there. Jerry had to be there. So it had to be Kramer. Uh-uh-uh. Really?
2: No. It's not Kramer. No, you texted me the answer. I... No, I didn't. <laughs> yes, you did.
1: I did? Maybe, Wait a minute.
2: Maybe by mistake. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just put that in there to, to respond to what Dana said. Oh. <laughs>
2: Well, well, Dana, now you've got a one in one shot of getting the right answer since you're on the text chain. <laughs> oh,
3: shoot, I didn't even see the text chain. <laughs> <Wait.
2: laughs> is, it, is it a main character? It's a main character, and it's in the text oh, chain. Shoot,
3: I was going to say George's dad.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, technically that's true.
2: <laughs> yeah, that might be true. But no, it was Elaine. It was Elaine mm-hmm. Venice. See? What?
1: See, that's what yep. I said.
2: <laughs> it was Elaine. So, so not only was she not in it, but she never has actually watched it because of superstitious reasons. Now, I don't know what those superstitious reasons are. It was just something I read. Um, Put that in the
1: haunted house. Yeah,
2: there you go. Elaine you know, Bennett and her <laughs> dancing. But all right, all right, all right. So, okay, you said you know the answer to the other one. Yes. What What did Kramer make? A statue of Jerry from
1: silly mm-hmm. because he's silly.
2: Yes, <laughs> Fusili Jerry. I found the ding. That is. <laughs> That's good. We found the ding after months and months. Yep, Fusilli Jerry is the 107th episode of the sitcom Seinfeld. Uh, it was the first introduction of this character who dated Elaine. I told you I have lots of Seinfeld facts. Putty. Yep, David Putty. David Putty. Two in a row. Yep, aired on April 27th, 1995, where Dan was barely born.
1: You said 95? (laughs) Yeah. I was like 12.
2: All right. (laughs) All right, you were 12. But there you go. If you like Seinfeld, I have plenty more of these. I'm so excited since it is such a great show. But awesome job. So happy to have the ding back. Now let's talk about something that – do you remember uh, remember Jerry's favorite – Favorite superhero?
1: Spider-Man. Um, yeah. No. Superman. 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 I knew it started with an
2: S. (laughs) (laughs) Narrows it down.
1: And he wore red and blue. Yeah.
2: I guess that's a common that's a common thing. But uh yeah, super. So I want to talk about superpowers because Mm -hmm. you talk about this, Brenda. And when we talked about uh we were prepping for this show, you asked me that question. I really had to think hard about it. Um so what are superpowers? Why should people think about this and how does it relate to careers and success
3: yeah so I kind of invented I mean people use the term uh, superpower often for my uh, coaching practice I use it to uh, be a replacement for the whole passion discussion because I think when if you're all settled and you're being very fulfilled by your career, you can talk about your passion and what you're passionate about in your work. If you're in a career crisis or you're uncertain or unhappy, it's very hard to grab onto what am I passionate about and how do I monetize that? So instead, I came up with Career Superpower, which is also a secret method of interview rehearsal. So if it's okay, let's just do a couple with you So that the listeners can get an idea. All right. I'm on the spot. I'm on the spot. So let's pretend that you're in a room with 100 other PhD psychologists who also happen to focus on career. So you're in the room with all of those uh, peers. For what reason do you just pop to the front of the line, Don?
2: I'm probably the only one who wants to open a haunted house. (laughs) (laughs) But but besides that, yeah, besides that, um, I would say that um, I focus on switchers.
3: Okay, might be a differentiator. Yes. So then you if you were doing this on your own, then you would go through and you would talk, you know, make a few bullets about why the concept of being a switcher is so important to you and what it looks like when you help people do it. And then maybe even some data. You know, 1,400 people have switched their careers as a result of my material. Or, uh, so now you're starting to build a case that really separates you from other candidates. It gives you good dialogue to use in your interviews, and it helps you kind of structure your thinking. So let me ask you this. This is all part of the career superpower sort of packaging. What's a problem that you love to solve? that other people in your space kind of bristle at and they don't really know what to do?
2: So I would say that... Um, I love to help people get in front of the decision makers. I don't know if other people bristle okay, at good. that, but it is it is in my opinion, one of the hardest parts of the job search. I also think I love to focus on tactical versus exploration if I had okay, if good. I was given the choice where a lot of people like to do the exploration phase, figure out what people want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the tactical
3: stuff. Okay, good. So those are two more that we're going to add to your little collection of superpower elements. So one is, for example, getting in front of the decision maker. That is a problem that I personally do not know how to help my client solve, not in a way that sounds as clear as yours, right? So then you would make, make some bullet points about, exactly what does that look like when you help people do it, and some data about how that's been useful. Also, that you take a tactical approach. That really separates you from others in that lots of career coaches that you and I know love to do the exploration. What do you love? What, you know, Where do you lose yourself? Where you're saying that you're much more interested in tactical, practical uh, elements. And so can you see now how this would help you talk about yourself in a way that is completely different than just typical interview rehearsal or trying to figure out what you're passionate about.
2: Yes, and I think I think one of the key things this gets us away from is using the buzzwords, using all of the the terms that, quite fr- frankly, fall flat because anybody can use those terms to describe themselves. And I, I if you're interested in in having Brenda assess your superpower on air, mm-hmm. give us a call eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. But I will tell you, it was going through my mind, and I know a lot of people get stuck here, Brenda. So I'm I'm curious what your method is. What's going through my mind is, well, I'm not all that different. And there's a lot of people who like to do this. And and you start getting in your own way when you start to think of those answers. So how can people get out of their way? Because, of course, I'm sure there's somebody out there who likes the tactical stuff, who works with career changers and and has a similar background. I mean, of course, there's that person. But how do you get out of that that mindset of being like there's really nothing unique about me?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think the I think the key question is what does that look like when you do it because that is definitely going to be unique. You know, I'm a big proponent of the Simon Sinek work of start with why, and if you watch his TED talk or read his book, they're identical. Um, and, and you get past the sort of company stuff about your brand and all that, and you really think about why do you believe that, that answer is going to be very different than any other in your field. Yeah. So if we say, you know, why is it so important to you to do tactical versus the ethereal coaching stuff? you probably have some real concrete answers that are going to separate you. So I think we have to ignore that little voice in our head that says, I'm no different and what do I really have to offer? I think we all face that. And I like to just thank that little voice and then move on without it and not let it run the show. 844
2: 942 7866. Do you want to assess your superpower on air? 844 Or maybe you want to share your stress fantasy or just your favorite Seinfeld episode. We would love to talk with you here on Dr. Don on Career Serious XM 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, author of Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and See Success. You can follow me on LinkedIn and Twitter at Dr. Don Graham. And we're very excited to have Brenda Abdullah here today, who is an executive coach and has written some fantastic books, her latest, Outsmarting Crazy Town, which we're talking about today. So one thing you talk about in your book is going to the ugly. <laughs> what is that and why would anyone want to do that?
3: <laughs> so, you know, some terrible things happen at work, right? And because it's work and we have our sort of American-ish culture of, be positive, and try not to dwell on the negative, then I think we skip over dealing with some really gross stuff that can happen to us at work. And so, um, you know, let's say that you get And this happens all the time. Let's say that you get demoted in a reorganization and you feel that you don't deserve it and it was handled horribly. I had a client recently who found out she was being demoted because her employee was offered a higher level position and got an offer letter and they never even told the leader that she was being demoted. I mean, that's pretty offensive stuff, right? After 15 years of great service, so that is a great candidate for the exercise of going to the ugly, which is basically that you take five minutes. You can put it, you know, set the timer on your phone or work with a coach or a therapist, never a best friend or a spouse, and you just really complain and you don't take personal responsibility. This is five minutes for you to write out your most horrible thoughts about what happened and who did it and who's to blame. And then at the end of that five minutes, you kind of feel a little bit worse. So then you start asking yourself some questions. All of these questions are located in the Stress Less for Better Success eBook that I talked about earlier. And um, so one of the questions is what's the worst part of all this? So, first of all, you've exercised the you know, ickiness of the situation, you've got it out on paper. And then you ask yourself, what's the worst part of this? And sometimes, I mean, that's a really sad answer, right? Like I feel betrayed, right? Who wants to think about feeling betrayed, right? So then you ask, then I have my clients reread what they wrote, or I repeat to them if I'm doing the exercise with them. And to look at the situation from another perspective, as if they'd happened upon the situation, And that can change their perspective, not that it's acceptable, but then they can see, oh, this person is manipulative, and he does this to everybody that works for him. Or uh, the company is heading in a values direction that doesn't work for me. You can kind of get some perspective instead of that personalization. And then, very simply, we make a list of what have you tried to remedy, and what are you willing to try? This silly little exercise has the most profound impact on my clients because they finally get it out. Like they're not carrying that baggage anymore. And this happens in the book as well, but people write to me. I cannot tell you how many emails and texts I've gotten saying, I cleaned out my garage. I cleaned out my refrigerator. I cleaned out the shed. I don't know why feeling better about our work baggage makes us want to clean stuff, but it does.
2: Yep, I love that. I I totally did that exercise when I was reading the book. And I, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, I've cleaned everything I have to clean <laughs> for the last year. So I didn't have anything else left to clean. But but had I had something, I would have 844-942-7866. You're listening to Dr. Donna on Career Series XM 132. Hey, according to a survey by Resume Lab, American student loan borrowers are... Talking about things that have been hard, about 40% said they accepted a job they didn't want just because they needed the money. And 43% believe student debt has a crippling effect, limiting their ability to... uh, further their career. Several have given up the dream of home ownership. So this is where we are. This is the this is the state of um, you know student loans and educations and burden of what's going on with the pandemic. And um, all of these things, Brenda, that, that people are experiencing, it really makes it hard to kind of untangle all of this, which is why I love that exercise that you talk about um, to really, really go into all of that and get it all out. And you talk about career crisis, like like these can end up being a gift. What do you mean by that?
3: Well, I think, um, especially if you're looking at sort of 35 and over, you start having some weird feelings, right? Like, I'm not happy here. And I don't like doing this anymore. And where's the meaning? And where am I heading? And I think people tend to discount those you know that little existential crisis, but i think it's I think it's real, and one thing I can tell you about the decades is that that little knocking that's kind of light in your late thirties when you start getting into the forties, it gets pretty loud and it and I call it that you can no longer tolerate the intolerable, so now you're really getting. You know, you're getting some momentum with your stress and the people you work with are starting to really get on your nerves and you're really starting to build this mental case for being unhappy. And so instead of that, if you can kind of lean into the questions and accept the fact that you're uncomfortable right now and that you've got a little self-exploration work to do, career and in other categories of your life, then I think it can be a gift because ignoring it, is at your own peril. You'll be 50 then and in a real midlife crisis.
2: Yeah. And I know we, we talk about um, so how Brenda and I met each other is we're in a, a master's career group that just started uh, probably just a few months ago. And um, we're, we're talking uh, a topic we're talking about right now is layoffs and how so many people have been laid off. And it's it's people are just shocked to hear how many others have gone through this experience. And, and I think it is one of the things that's comforting to know that you're not the only one and that these career crises can actually be the the catapult you need or you you have to get to the next level and to figure out where you want to be and to get out of maybe a bad situation. But um, I, I totally, totally agree with that. My career started as a result of a massive, unexpected layoff, and mm. it put me on the right path. Now, at the time, you couldn't mm-hmm. console me, of course, no. because, you know, life was over and this was my identity. And um, so, so I think you're right. I think um, one thing I didn't have at the time, and you've mentioned Mentioned a few times is the idea of a coach, a career coach, or, you know, in some cases, uh, maybe a therapist, in other yeah. cases, maybe an executive coach. So I know a lot of people are feeling like I can't afford that, or even if I could, I don't know where I would find such a person, and um, I don't even know what it's supposed to look like, and if it's, mm-hmm. it's a scam, how can people untangle that?
3: Well, I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, choosing a credentialed individual. And so um, whether you go to the International Coach Federation or just as you're doing your research, I think somebody that has studied specifically to be a coach is a great starting point. Um, If you're not being referred by somebody you know and love and trust, uh, then I would absolutely check their references. And I think it's really important to kind of understand, you know, have like a sample or a mini session with them to kind of understand their strategy and make sure that it's a fit for you, right? Um, Each expert has their, their specific strategy. I think it's also important to discern if you're unhappy or if you're depressed. I have lots of clients who are both. And sometimes before I start with them, I will say, I need you to go to a therapist first, have a couple sessions, and then sign up with me. Uh, I would say about 35% of my clients are in therapy and coaching at the same time because they are uh, maybe uh, in their 40s and they are kind of in a bit of a crisis. But those are two different areas of specialty. I would never trust a coach that says that he or she can help with your depression because I think that belongs in the hands of a licensed mental health professional one of the most i think silver lining things about covid is that it has sent therapy online and so now you don't have to find a therapist in your town you can you can find somebody on one of the you know great online therapy sites and um and the same with with coaching i think you know i i i used to keep an office but i haven't seen anyone in my office in a year i do all my coaching virtually And so um, I just think there are so many opportunities and price ranges out there and that for at least a little part of your life, Everyone should have a coach at some point and everyone should have a therapist at some
2: point. Yeah. As a licensed psychologist, I I would highly agree with that because life is complex and uh, it's crazy town. Let's just, yeah. <laughs> let's just put it out there. But I agree. And I like LinkedIn's Pro Finder um, as a way to find a coach, which you could just go up to the work tab on the top right and find somebody who fits into your model. And I agree. One thing I want to pull out, Brenda, is that somebody should give you a free 15 or 20 minute mm-hmm. consultation so that you can understand understand how how the process will work, how payment will work, if you have a connection, if it's going to be something that is targeted towards your needs, or if they're trying to sell you a program that doesn't fit your needs, you, know, you just move on to the next one. So I think yeah. it's really important to advocate for yourself. And most coaches who are qualified and um, who are going to help you are going to be completely open to doing that. So Brenda, it's been so great having you on the show. I love your book, Outsmarting Crazy Town, and, and highly recommend it thank you for sharing some of the exercises from that book with us today where can people learn more about you and your work
3: well thank you so much i've loved every minute of this and i love your show uh, they can uh just go to outsmartingcrazytown.com and that will give them access to some free assessments as well as um f- they can download the free ebook or order my outsmarting crazy town book there as well
2: fantastic thank you so much brenda it's been a, a pleasure having you on i've learned so much and uh to, of course to all of our listeners dion and dana thank you for making this show so awesome each week and just as a reminder we are back live every thursday noon eastern on dr don on careers to take your job search and career questions so mark your calendar and SiriusXM xm channel 132 and we'll see you next time